Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy James. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We welcomed uh, a comedian for the first time. We have many returning acts. I'm sure he'll mm. be one of them. Kay Curd, his name is. Um, yeah, watch out for him, I think. Nice guy, a funny man, and big Manchester United fan as well. So you'll you'll hear all of that. Incredibly honest Manchester United fan. Um, also, uh, Nigel Botherway joined us. The, Tough booking. The boom in fishing. From our own Fisherman's Blues. We looked at some of the reasons why one of the main fishing retailers has had their best ever month in uh, business history. Uh, also, we had a bit of a chat about various things, yeah. didn't we, Andy? Covered some ground as always. Schnitzel. That's right. So here... <laughs> random shout of the word. Schnitzel. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, can I have that two hours of my life back? What Wasn't a, a stunner, was it? What a stinker. Wasn't a stunner of a game between uh, Villa and West Ham. The it's... David Cameron derby, as it was called today in, uh, oh, really? in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> Very good. Mm. The worst... Um, perhaps you'll take the blame for it. The worst... Um, game I've seen this season really like a lot of those games when the, the goal doesn't come I thought West Ham started they looked quite sharp I was thinking that front three Haller, Anderson and Yarmolenko is definitely top six but by the end of it Yarmolenko had quite an off night Anderson had to be subbed because of the, the red card and it all just fizzled out into nothing Villa yeah. came into the game more I was very impressed with McGinn and uh, obviously Grealish is a decent enough player But There was a big debate um, mm. on drive last night and it's interesting how Polarised people are about about um, British. about British. I saw him in the flesh for the first time. He's good. Probably, I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he was really good. You could see there's a player there yeah, uh, in the game against Spurs. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, yeah, I think you saw bits of that last night. He's great on the ball, isn't he? Do you miss the Paris theory that uh, the goal he would have scored at the end if he'd had his socks pulled up and his shin pads on like every other footballer, it would have given some <laughs> grip to that ball. But the fact it came off a bare skin. <laughs> It came off the bare, sweaty skin on his, great parry theory, on his shin. Meant he uh, didn't control it. It is interesting when a player's been out with a, a long-term injury, like Lanzini's a terrific player, Lanzini, but it, they always say it takes 10 games to get back. Yeah. And you could see that last night. He just... He's fit, but he's not fit, if you know what yeah. I mean. He's not quite sharp. And, you know, 102 red cards for Mike Dean. I don't know if that record will, Congratulations. I don't think it'll ever be broken. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got out of last night's game. Mm. Not a lot. <laughs> But, so uh, that was it, was it? Well, it wasn't a lot in there, really. Do you think it was a red card? Do you think it was a second yellow? A bit uh, soft, wasn't it? it, was, it was, yes. <clears throat> so I can yeah, it was probably a bit, but it looked yeah. like it. It looked 
you couldn't really disagree with it, mm. you know. So, uh, in fact, the only thing afterwards, I went after the game. I was speaking to my wife, and she was uh, quite. What did happy. she think of the game? She didn't enjoy it, and right. she didn't. Did enjoy... she watch it then? No, she doesn't normally watch it. She she, she uh, didn't enjoy the hot and spicy beetroot that she bought. Which, uh, <laughs> she's so funny, mum. She says to me. Uh, she said, oh, oh, this new hot and spicy beetroot, it's too hot and spicy. <laughs> so I said, I said well, why did you buy it? She said, well, I didn't mm. realise it was, I thought it was just the ordinary one that I ordinary usually oh, okay. buy. Yeah. She didn't buy so, hot and spicy fine. and so was surprised people, by the heat and people, spiciness yeah, of it. Most people at that point would just throw it away or say, I'll try and struggle through it. Yeah. Or, you know, don't particularly like it. Oh, no, she's taking it back and complaining. Taking it back <laughs> because she picked up the wrong one. <laughs> Saying it's too hot and spicy. I said, not for people who actually intended to buy it. Okay. She said no. they want feedback. You are the shopkeeper. This is a new book we're bringing out. Paul Trevelyan, Perish of Thought. So uh, you are the shopkeeper. Lady buys some hot and spicy beetroot by accident. Hot and spicy, yeah, go on. By accident when she actually meant to buy the normal beetroot. And then she comes back to your shop yeah. a day later mm. and says, I bought this hot and spicy beetroot by accident thinking I'd bought... The yeah. normal plain one, <laughs> and I don't like it because it's too hot and spicy. Yeah, exactly. A, do you give her a full <laughs> refund? B, throw her out the shop. You throw her out. I think you that's do, what, don't that's you? What I do. You've got to have some front to go and do that. You have really, haven't you? So oh, there you go. Dear me, good luck. She'll get it though. She'll she she's got a knack, hasn't she? She's got she some will, front. She'll probably get a five hundred pound <laughs> gift token or something as well from the supermarket. I doubt it. And uh, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, has um, admitted that he has no skill in the kitchen oh, right. and has never cooked. Well, so what? He's not a chef. He's a football manager. He cares. Honestly, he can probably afford to have a chef, can't he? I would imagine these days. Yeah, he said, I, I love eating. Well, most mm. people do. I've never cooked. I was raised with two older sisters mm. and a mother from the Black Forest region. Obviously. Nice. So he must be able to knock up a gato, <laughs> must surely. must be able to knock up a gato. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I have no talent for it. I, I like eating, but no clue about cooking. Fair enough, really. I mean, what else can you? Do you say? know we were talking about uh, Aurelio what a great Laurent- match preview of Napoli Liverpool? That was Aurelio De Laurentiis, the owner, of mm. course, part of the De Laurentiis uh, movie dynasty. He'll mm. be uh, at the game tonight, the mm. Napoli Liverpool game, before flying to Seattle. Uh, for pre-production on a multi-million dollar CGI film based on a relationship between a bear and a woman. <laughs> really? And I'm thinking, if I'm the woman, <laughs> I want that to be CGI. Because <laughs> they say never work with animals or children. Oh, no. But never really work with a bear, you would think. Although maybe the bear... <laughs> Maybe the bear will have problems. You know, imagine the bear saying, "I, I, Dino, love, can I have five minutes?" She's, I can't work with her. She's an amateur. I just honestly, five takes for that. You saw her, Dino. She's, I cannot work with her. Cannot work with her anymore. So maybe the bear's like that. Maybe it's a bit lovely. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And. um, Diego Maradona, he was uh, in charge of his team, Gymnasia, or yeah. Gymnasia, if you want to call them, to give it the English pronunciation. And uh, they scored, mm. uh, and he was celebrating like mad, and everybody celebrating around him, but unfortunately they lost. They lost 2-1 to Racing. Yes. Or Racing, if you want to call them that. And uh, there he is in an incredibly ill-fitting club tracksuit. Oh, blimey, yeah. Not, not good, is it? <laughs> not a great look, is yeah. it, really? But uh, But he's go. back in football. He's back well, in football. Why are they giving him a job? It's a, we'll have a chat with Tim know, Vickery about this tomorrow, tomorrow, first game. And again, once again on the weekend at Doncaster Races, there was another one of those things where the, another fight broke out. You know, it happened so yeah. often at racing. Bit of a cat fight, wasn't yeah, it? A cat fight, yeah. And then the blokes got involved and it... 
the usual, you always look the same. They've always got that ready for court appearance hair. Oh, yeah. And short suit, that short jacket. The short jacket. It's always look. the same people, but it isn't the same people, but it just looks like the same people. Really? No Peaky Blinders caps <laughs> no, on show? No, it's surprising, really. Perhaps they got knocked off in the melee. They could have done, yeah. <laughs> so, nice. um, something to set the listeners mm. uh, on this afternoon. Did you see, I mean, it, it got a bit of press, this. Uh, tram- Transport for Greater Manchester last week, I think, as they were building up to the game between Manchester United and Leicester put on their um, on their boards information mm. boards uh, the race for sixth they put there so they called it the race for sixth on their information board <laughs> right, okay. which clearly means someone at transport for greater manchester is a city fan oh yeah very and much and you so. just you just discover sometimes you know you'll read a report in a newspaper or you'll you'll hear someone talking about a game yeah. and it's not the same game you've watched and you know it comes from a place of they clearly support your opposition club don't they they're yeah. not a fan of your club no, absolutely yeah so if, if you've got any examples of that, I'd say that's right up there. When you just knew someone you were dealing with was definitely uh, not a fan of your club and uh, what were the circumstances? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby Andy Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Uh, Gary Lineker, I said, he's, I said to Jim earlier on, he's with us tomorrow. Gary will be here Thursday. Thursday. He'll okay, be popping yeah, in on uh, Thursday's chance to reflect on all the Champions League football and chat about his new book with Danny Baker, etc., etc. So Gary Lineker with us in the studio. Have a good chat uh, on mm. Thursday here on TalkSport. But before all of that, um, just perusing the papers today, among the business news, this popped up. I don't always I don't mm. peruse the business, but I just saw it. I saw the word... Fishing. So I thought, okay, well, this is sport in my the antenna. No, the old antenna went up. It says fishing equipment supplier Angling Direct said August was its best ever month. Summer sales rose 3.3% and 26.7% online. They've just opened a new shop. Uh, I think they've got 30 shops now. Uh, the chief exec said the summer tradition, uh, sorry, the summer trading conditions have been favourable with the weather having been good. Um, uh, tackle sales very, very buoyant at the I moment. It's quite a wet summer. Really, but yeah. So, um, you think, well, what are the reasons for this? For uh, for one of the leading fishing retailers to have its best ever month as a business, <laughs> something's got to be going right. Uh, Nigel Botherway, of course, is the host of Fisherman's Blues these days on Talksport Two for two hours, extended show uh, on Talksport Two. Good afternoon, Nigel. Good afternoon, boys. How are we doing? We're Very good, good, thank Nigel. you. I, I did sort of say that uh, just around one o'clock. I, I just sort of threw it away, and I'd not even thought of it before. Has it got anything to do with Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer? And I know you've you've absolutely loved the show, and there are many good fishing shows on TV that you often talk about uh, on Fisherman's Blues, but this is kind of transcendent. This is real mainstream telly, isn't it? And I wonder if it's had a, a kind of an uplift. Oh, I'm, I'm certain that it has. It's interesting because I'm sat fishing on a lovely lake in France right now. Right. The owner, Darren Cairns, I was chatting to him this morning and he was telling me that his wife, Mandy, is suffering withdrawal symptoms now that Mortimer and Whitehouse isn't <laughs> on anymore. I mean, you know, if... I mean, angling, we are struggling. I mean, there's a big campaign trying to get Britain fishing because Rod Lice, as you probably know, you know, angling was always billed as Britain's biggest participant sport, which it was. But um, it's slipped to six now. And, you know, rod licence sales have dropped below the million mark for the first time. They're down to 800,000. But I'm convinced, you know, if the angling trade wanted to get together to boost fishing, you know, the number of people fishing, then you couldn't have come up with anything better than Mortimer and Whitehouse. 
Yeah. I agree. It's a wonderful show. And uh, the one on the River Wye that started this series, I mean, you, you talk about the Wye a lot on the show, and but when you actually see it for yourself, if you're not a fisherman, you realise the appeal of this. It's so beautiful. And it, the show doesn't pretend, does it, Nigel, that it's easy to catch fish. They, they, they show yeah. you how it is, that you've really got to have some skill. And, and Bob isn't... And the other thing as well that maybe is, is kind of Bob starts his whole thing. He'd not fished for years. He's a bit of a novice, isn't he? Mm. So he's he's kind of... You're rediscovering the sport through his eyes, effectively, aren't that, you? That's right. And that's what I said to him and Paul. I think, you know, I doubt if there's anybody their sort of age who didn't fish as a boy, but then, you know, football, rugby, cricket, girls, beer, whatever, work, real life, came mm. along and they haven't touched a rod for years and I'm convinced that watching those two they're thinking do you know what I could get back into that yeah I mean the, the, this company Angling Direct they say 30 shops I know you're often mm. on the show you're you're bemoaning you often say I, I popped down there used to be a fishing tackle shop there that's gone my old mate X he's just had to close his shop and the picture that you sometimes get is that it, it's kind of dying out from a retail point of view but it's clearly working f- for these guys isn't it that's right. They've got a very successful big business module. I mean, they opened a new store in Milton Keynes last weekend. They're opening one in Wigan this weekend. Um, you know, the empire continues to grow. Over 600 people turned up for the opening day in Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sold 100,000 reels last year. It's You know, it's amazing. Uh, I think one of, for all, for manufacturers and retailers, one of the big things, of course, is online and online sales open up you know angling direct sell to over 40 different countries mm. but the shows that you talk about like the big show and all that these are really well attended aren't they, they you know it's it, there's still a huge interest in this thing i heard you talking last week saying that it's dropped to sixth in the sort of the sports that people do yeah, yeah, yeah. where people often thought it was the most popular yeah, yeah but but it's obviously still a huge interest in it yeah and Oh, I mean, well, as I say, I'm sat here now at Blue Dart looking over a lake. And, yeah, like you say, the why, where I am now, there's kingfishers. And I think, yeah, there's so many cliches that Mortar and Whitehouse prove, you know, fishing is an excuse for being there. Yeah, and there's more to fishing than fish, as they prove. I mean, Mortar and Whitehouse hardly catch a fish, but it doesn't seem to matter mm. because they just have such a lovely time. And like you say, Bob Mortimer getting re-into it. You just see he caught a bass when they're out sea fishing off the Isle of Wight. You could just see how excited he was. And, mm. yeah, that's the great thing about fishing. You know, like you play, you boys like your football, like your cricket. You know you can win, lose or draw. That's happened before. But with fishing, yeah, like any minute now, I could catch the biggest fish in the lake. You know, and it's that what might happen. It's so exciting. And, you know, this is what's great about tackle shops. Mm. You know, you can't get excited going into a shop to buy a pair of shoes. <laughs> Perhaps some people's wives can. But, uh, you know, there's something that brings out the little boy of us in fishing tackle shops. Well, I would say, though, finally, night for beginners, is that, like you said, exactly like you said, I used to fish down on the River Lee. I was talking to Paul Whitehouse about it. We used to go and fish in the same place. When I was a kid, my neighbours, sort of Terry and Lynn, who lived over the road, uh, said, oh, do you want to come? When I was a little boy, I was about sort of seven or eight, you want to come fishing? So I went with them and really enjoyed it. But... They they were both into their fishing. Terry was a good fisherman, and he understood. So he he could he could set me up. He could give me the basics. He could show me how to put 
you know, attached to float and know how the reel worked and all this. It's not like buying a football or a cricket bat. You know, you go over the park and you kick the football. You need a little bit of knowledge to get underway. So you do need a little bit of guidance. You probably need someone to sort of ease you into the sport early well, on, you don't can you? Get, you, can, you, know, you can get this in your local tackle shop, whether it's Angling Direct or any tackle shop. They'll always help you. And, of course, there's so much online now. And Angling Direct have got a very big online presence with videos of how-tos, etc., so, you know, it's, and when I was a kid, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Whereas mm. now, you know, you know, a couple of keyboard clicks and, you know, you can learn from all the experts and, you know, that so many how-tos and for beginners, it, you know, it couldn't be easier. Yeah. Is it any more high-tech than it used to be? Is it still, the basics still oh, there? Had a high-tech rig in the one I watched last week. But, I mean, at the top end, I mean, at the beginner's massive, end. Is it, is at it, the it, beginner's end, yeah. it's still, you know, a worm on one end and a fool on the other. Yeah. But high-tech, <laughs> you know... I'm sitting here now, I've got electric bite alarms, but, you know, yeah. you can have bait boats to send your bait out. There's even drones where you can fly your bait out. I mean, it can get as high-tech yeah. as you want. You haven't bought a drone yet then, Nigel? You've not gone for it? No, I wouldn't trust myself to fly it. I think <laughs> the thing, I'm sure. And uh, I know certain fishermen that would probably blast it out the sky if I did. <laughs> uh, you it's bust- interesting yeah. you mentioned you used to go because I keep saying we should have a talk sport fishing day. Take you yeah. two boys out fishing somewhere, maybe a couple of listeners. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Andy handling the maggots. I think. I think we might have problems with Andy. <laughs> if it's a nice cold day, and put them on his tongue, like some of the old boys used to do when he used to go down. Put them on your tongue. Warm them up, please. Is that? Does you? They still do that, Nigel? No, I don't think anyone falls for that. <laughs> I'm not doing that, Nigel. I'm sorry. That's a bit I refuse. Like buying a paint that way. Yeah, it was. I draw the line there, I'm afraid. Tartan paint in a long wait. Yeah, the old boy used to see We'll we'll get you some nice, nice, you know, fruit-smelling boilers or sweet corn or something that won't offend you. Brilliant. Uh, You're back on Sunday night, are you? Back on Sunday, six till eight. Okay, thanks very much. All the best. Keep up the good work. Well done, Nigel. Yeah, great. Cheers, boys. Bye. Nigel, by the way, they're out in France back on Sunday. He's on TalkSport 2 now, Fisherman's Blues, so hmm. six to eight uh, for all it's the amazing ladies. how much we know about fishing through listening to we the show. We to the show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mainly for the clips, but, you know, it's, it's, all, it's, all, no, it's, always good, it's all done with love, really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Paul Walsby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, last week, perusing uh, Twitter, uh, our next guest, one of his uh, friends in the world of comedy, had obviously retweeted something I saw, and it was from a comedian, uh, Kay Curd. He said, uh, j- just doing my first live at the Apollo, and I thought, we've not had him in. He's a big Manchester United fan, as I saw from his Twitter profile. So we've put that right, and he joins us now. Good to see you. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah. It's exciting. What a great buzz, though, to, to, have, to have done a, a big venue like the Apollo last oh, week. So it's going out this weekend is no it? no so oh, it'll no. be going out in november or december oh okay yeah, but well, it's, um, it's in the bank it's in the yeah it's in america yeah right? it's, it's been absolute it was an absolute dream come true so i, I can't i can't stress enough I, I, like i said before like people usually say that as a cliche like oh it was a dream come true but it honestly <laughs> was it like you know when that smoke came out and the thing was going up i was like yeah. oh yeah because you've got to use tried and trusted material absolutely you can't yeah. be topical if it's going to go out in, in no november. of course yeah, yeah. so I, I filmed a special back in uh april um and there's some some of the stuff i use from there as well but um it, it it was just a massive massive reaction. I got yeah. some great. Yeah, we, great we feedback. watched a bit of that before the show. Yeah. It's really really funny from yeah. up the creek. Can you yeah. tell us an interesting thing about how it came about and why you've done it? Yeah. Um. Well, I was I was thinking to myself. I know that you know. I know I'm funny. Like I, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just need to. I just need to show people. And the best way to do that is how I got onto um, watching a lot of comedians was through YouTube. Yeah. Like a lot of my favorite comedians, I watch through YouTube. And I was like, I can't wait around for somebody like a Netflix or an Amazon Prime to just pluck you out of obscurity mm. or whatever. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd, I'd film film on myself, put it out there and uh, see how people take to it. And the, the feedback was tremendous and it was amazing. And You did your own kind of effective, your own special mm. in the style of those Netflix, Amazon Prime yeah, specials. Of yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, because I thought to myself, I mean, Edinburgh's great for a lot of comedians that go there, but I've predominantly got like a working class and... Uh, urban audience and whatever so so for them to go over to Edinburgh it's very expensive they're probably listening in their vans or whatever they're not gonna have yeah. the money to go and pay for 240 quid a night to stay at a travel lodge in Edinburgh yeah. to go and watch <laughs> comedy shows you know what I mean they'll be like well for that money I've got IB for, for yeah. a week you know what I mean it's just it's a lot cheaper have you done it yourself Edinburgh well, yeah I did do Edinburgh back in 2017 and like I said it is an amazing experience but sometimes you've got to know who your audience is and mm. if I'm trying yeah. to get to a lot of young people and, and a predominantly a working class audience and whatnot, mm. then I, I don't think it was I mean it, it's, it's the best route for me to have gone down yeah. and I've, I look at other comedians like Mo Gilligan uh, I was supporting him on tour mm. uh, he's one of our best mates and he never did it but through the power of social media he was yeah, yeah. he was able to, to reach the masses so what what was what was the, the way into comedy what made you when did you sort of get into it so I mean the first time I properly got on stage was like uh, 2011 but um I didn't really do it properly till about 2014. But mm. it was mainly people just going, whenever I was working at any job, people were always like, you're funny, you should try stand-up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, but you know people yeah, yeah. just say that. It's that like a throwaway, like, yeah, 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 like, you should be a comedian, he's hilarious. Yeah. But um, 
uh, one day I just I was at a night and uh, I'd followed the the guy hosting it um, and I, I told him oh I'm thinking of getting into stand up how'd you get into it and I went to his night and then he was just like oh one of, there's been a drop out do you want to go on do you want to do five wow. minutes and I was like uh, did you have five minutes <laughs> no <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have just in your back pocket just in case <laughs> I didn't have a minute like I went on stage and I I, I, listen, I don't even want to repeat some of the stuff I'll say but I got about two and a half minutes in and I got a laugh and I was like ladies and gentlemen that's my time thank you very much <laughs> and it was like what are you doing you've got two and a half minutes left. I didn't know at that point like you actually had to do your time it was just like I just got a laugh and I was like get me out of here now but yeah. th that feeling was crazy it was because I'd always been very big on public speaking and stuff in school and whatever but hmm. actually like getting on a stage and, and, and telling people like me it's, yeah, it's a different yeah, yeah. tweet though you were telling us in the break there before we came on that you tweeted in 2011 about the yeah the, um, somebody about... found that this week actually it was it was a bit mad I, I, even before I started stand up I tweeted I was thinking about going one day I'll be on live at the Apollo but I was just thinking that's a bit of arrogance from a <laughs> from a young upstart yeah. thinking they're going to get um, further but yeah I tweeted that and then um, last week it happened and it was just well, I mean, some you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like a bit like I've been reading the secret or something like that, but you know what I mean, it, yeah. like you know, just t speaking things into existence sometimes it's and, and working towards them, it, it shows that it that's can what I say, yeah, visualize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of your material is kind of shaped by your your story, which I mean, yeah. I, I've relied on uh, Wikipedia for most yeah. of it, but you, you kind of left you left your country, your dad left uh, so Iraq da as a as a kind of refugee. Yeah, so my parents, uh, well, I come from a Kurdish background. My parents uh, were part. Of the resistance they fought against Saddam Hussein's regime so my dad was at my age he was running at tanks and, wow. and trying to do wow. all that so um, me go, when people go oh you're so brave yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like you don't know the half of it mate yeah. like, my dad my dad doesn't see this as brave um, but yeah so we came over here I was only six months old when we came over in 1990 and uh, we moved to Brixton, South London, and uh, that's that's what that that whole story sort of shapes my yeah my uh, my stand up and stuff as well. But, Culturally, uh, how does that from a, where does comedy fit into that? Well, do you know what um, Kurds Kurds are quite funny people. Like mm -hmm. just just mm -hmm. seeing like a lot of my family back home, all my cousins, like it's just um, they're. They're hilarious, but it's one of, the idea of a stand-up comedian doesn't really exist as such. Yeah. So for, for when you, when I was, my parents tell people I'm a public speaker, like <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of like going on a stage and trying to make people laugh, it, it just doesn't exist. So wow. it's a bit weird trying to explain to people. You're like, I'm sort of like an actor. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's like that, but um, I don't I, I don't I don't I don't get on cam behind camera. But um, yeah, it's 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 a bit weird. But um, my parents are coming round to it when I told them about the Apollo. They're like, all right. Right, what does that mean? Does that mean you're going to be rich now? <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? And the show's called Curd Your Enthusiasm, isn't it? The, yeah. The YouTube one. Yeah, absolutely. If you just pop, pop, type Which that It's funny, YouTube. and I won't spoil the joke of why, why it is and what you talk <laughs> yeah. about, but it's a very, yeah. very good line. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's called Curd Your Enthusiasm. It's up, it's up on YouTube, so you can go and watch it. It's an hour long, and it's in 4K. So you could, you oh, could, wow, yeah. Nice. So you can put it onto your TV and watch it, and mm. it won't feel like it's just yeah. been recorded on an iPhone or something. So why, why, uh, okay, why Manchester United for well, you? Well, when I was young, um, I was probably a glory hunter. I'll be yeah, honest. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> Searing honesty there. Yes, from, we yeah, rarely we, get that. No, we I mean, rarely get listen, that. when you're when you're about five or six years old and you're seeing who's winning and you're seeing Eric Cantona and you're seeing David Beckham on TV, you're yeah. going, well, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. It was either that or yeah, Ian Wright. And 
Well, I mean, a lot of my friends when I was growing up were Arsenal fans. Yeah, yeah. So, and at, at the time, it was the uh, massive uh, Arsenal Man United rivalry. So, yeah. um, I, I'd have to hold my own against that as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm talking, I, I'm, I remember the one of my best sporting moments was a treble and I remember being nine years old watching that mm. just in my in my living room like jumping up and down with my brothers like going crazy and they're, they're United fans as well are they? yeah well um, th- yeah they're United fans as well but they're, they're, I think as they've grown up they, they're not into football as much as I am anymore right. but um, yeah I, I still try and go and see a game every now and again or do you play? Not anymore. Got injured. Got injured. Yeah. Yeah. Could know, have been a hamstring, hamstring injury, mate. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's about six, six weeks. Really debilitating six weeks. Hamstring injury. Put me out of the game forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could have played for Chelsea, but I got injured. Knee injury, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you hear that a lot from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Everybody could have played for Charlton. Um, but um, uh, no, do you know what? I was I was a fat kid growing up, man. So right. I'd sort of like, I'd, I'd be like, I'll play in defence. I'll play in defence. <laughs> I wouldn't have to. Normally move. in goal. No, 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 no. I, I just, I just had a vision of my dad going, "You're a goalkeeper." Oh, <laughs> I didn't bring you to this country to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> so yeah, no. But I, I, I like trying to play football. I mean, do you know what? But I've realised I'm 29, but I've realised about uh, like during this summer we went to play football and, and and we were playing for an hour and I woke up the next day I had back pains. I, had <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, how do people do this? I, yeah. I used to do this without warming up and warming down, and now it's just like. Age. Age. I, I need a week to recover. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And United now? What do you, what do you, how are you feeling about life under? I mean, well, sure. listen, like, it's it's a transition period, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, right. Oh, Do you know what? It, I feel like this is what being a football fan is actually about now. I think mm. I think for years we were just spoiled. It was just like, oh, yeah. oh, you just win a game. That's just what happens. This is testing your resolve, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. True. And it's it's like when you're, when you're seeing Matic and McTominay in midfield, you're like, oh, my yeah. God, like, what's going to happen today? Um, but, but yeah. if you're a self-confessed glory hunter, then... Well, you when know, I just, was when I was younger. Well, like, I, I mean, just, I think, I mean that's, you know, feel free to say, no, I've had enough of United. No, I'll be a no, no, fan no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it probably started as glory hunting when I supported them but as a six-year-old. But right, yeah, okay. yeah but, I mean, it's, it's been you. ingrained in me now. Yeah. Like I'm a Man United fan. But I mean, it, it's been a tough six years. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it is. I mean, I started watching NBA. I started <laughs> just anything to try and get a winning feeling back. But well. it, it, I mean, I was I was I was looking at some stats the other day. We're, we're like the fourth most expensive team in Europe, and and we still can't. Getting get the Champions League, which is dire. So where can we uh, where can we see you in action then? Um, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to be all over London. I'm trying to uh, organise a tour for next year, hopefully. So keep an eye on my socials. If you just follow me on Twitter, K A E K U R D. There'll be some exciting announcements soon. There's a lot of stuff I can't talk about in development and stuff at the moment. So uh, just just catch me on Twitter and Instagram. It's all it's all the same. Brilliant, K-K-A-D, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, lovely to see you. Yeah, Thank you for having again. me. Man. Absolutely, again. will do. All the very best. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We'll be chatting a little bit later on about William Webb Ellis, the man, of course, uh, who is said to have effectively invented the game of rugby. But uh, this uh, a bit of doubt has been cast mm. on that. Oh, yeah. Um, and we'll find out why and maybe some of the reasons why uh, he is credited for that uh, also uh, Mark Housie former Premier League referee joins us uh, Champions League gets underway we've been hearing all the time oh it's going to be different for the players playing Champions League 
VAR works very differently uh, to the way it works in the uh, Premier League, where we're about well, to find out. It will be out. a bit of an adjustment, I think. Yeah. Especially on the old handball situation. That's right. Um, we'll get some odds on tonight's football from uh, Amy Jones at Paddy Power and uh, lots more besides. Uh, we're going to talk a bit of Valencia, who are a club in a bit of a state at the moment. Well, the we'll manager has gone. Let's wait and see. Well, Andy, the, well they are off-field. They are in a right the players, state. The players are... They've got good players, and, you know, it is the Champions League. You would expect them to put... They're low, though, Andy. You know, you've you've got true. them at a good time. Yeah, hopefully. We'll find out why well, later. I hope that's right. But you don't want to sort of, uh, you know... Big, no. big mistake to be complacent. Mm. You know. Whenever an incident happens, uh, as happened last night uh, in the uh, Aston Villa West Ham game, where two players have a bit of a coming together, El Ghazi yeah. and, and Tyrone Mings, you always get the box out. There's always a, the other five or six examples <laughs> yeah, yeah, of no. when players did this. So I wonder if, I mean, you won't find David Batty, he's, he's fallen off the face of the earth. But Graham Lasso's phone would have been red hot today. And oh, I'm sure Graham's yeah. just been saying. I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. They'll all be on the phone. Have we, have we rung him? Anybody, no, <laughs> no, no we, we didn't. We, we, did, we, we did, Because we, we knew he'd say no. But they've been <laughs> yeah. going through the kind of the catalogue of uh, on-field incidents. There's not been that many on-field. Quite right. a lot of them have happened on training grounds. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, I mean, there was one, John that, Hart, and of course one that came thing. up with yeah. Barry Fry and Jeff Astle. Um, uh, Barry, apparently, when it was this when Jeff was playing for Dunstable. I think really? Bestie played there as well, didn't yeah. he, Dunstable? And uh, apparently it was a, a hot cup of tea. Barry lost the plot. And uh, I think they kicked the tray of uh, teas out of Jeff's hands and it all went over and got a bit scalded. Good Lord. So, but I don't think Barry did that on purpose. But another one, Derek Hales and Mike Flanagan, when they were both playing... Oh, that's a famous one. Though. Yeah, both playing in 1979 in the FA Cup against Maidstone. And uh, Flanagan... Um, wasn't happy, apparently. But they were a great partnership, so they were. was odd then. But uh, Hales felt a pass to him, and mm. uh, words were exchanged over, actually, a missing part of uh, Derek's anatomy, apparently, they say. <laughs> they seem to be the two the things. The others in the Albert not, Hall. Not tracking back yeah. and failure to find a bloke in a yeah, better position, right. being greedy. Didn't, didn't pass to him. I mean, it makes you things. wonder if, if, if Marnay and uh, Salah were a bit angrier, whether mm. they could have kicked off. But uh, apparently... Um, Hales Marnay was, was pretty angry. Hales was so upset about this uh, this comment about missing part of his anatomy that he had a full-scale tear-up with... Uh, with I think, I think what happened last night, El Ghazi didn't like being told... They don't, nobody likes being pulled up in public like that. Put a shift in. Yeah. yeah. If he said to him at half-time and he didn't track back there, so nothing would have happened. But I think the fact that he... So Ming so clearly was angry with him, and then he sort of felt a bit humiliated because I think he realised he was in the wrong, you know. And then you, you know we're all the it same. When been, we know we're wrong. We sort of been tend to pretty lash tight out. to have sent El Ghazi off. But as we'll, mm. we'll ask Mark Halsey because you do feel that if it happens between teammates, unless it's a, a mm. mad one like the, the the infamous Newcastle one, or, or Batty and and uh, and Dramler, so when you have to do something because it's so obvious, it's true. Um, uh, talking yeah, we'll of batter, mm. what a segue this is. That's good. Congratulations to it's actually batter, it's breadcrumbs. The Bavarian <laughs> village of Menkofen has made the world's largest pork schnitzel. Is it really? A 1,200 kilo monster. I thought you were the world's largest pork schnitzel. <laughs> well, not pork. I'm more Oh, no, okay, sorry about that. The heckled carpet, a two-bedroom flat, 
So if you're Could thinking it, of... Why, why would you want to carpet a two-bedroom flat with schnitzel? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that's the size of it. Better than a football pitch, I suppose. You're going to be able to tuck that under the old gripper. <laughs> but, because I mean, you'd know this, Andy. You, oh, yeah, you were a carpet fitter for a while. Well, a day. Britain's least... Quinton Wilson's new show, Britain's <laughs> least likely carpet fitter. Of all the jobs that Andy Jacobs tried in his life, accountant, I can see that. I like that knee thing, the knee thing that you use. Clothes shop owner, I can see that. But I can't... <laughs> I cannot see you laying a carpet. No, I can't see probably you. Probably not. I wouldn't let you loose with a Stanley knife. I really wouldn't. <laughs> no, definitely. How long did you do it for? Uh, a day. <laughs> well, not really a job then. Not really a job, not no. Really I've a done job. a few like that. A giant metal tray was filled with 15,000 litres of cooking oil oh, yeah. and heated by 40 gas burners. What's this for? Oh, to make... The, you're still doing <laughs> the schnitzel? <laughs> not to make a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To make the schnitzel, yeah. which beat the previous record weight, who cares, of 550 uh, kilos. Mm. It was cut up and sold in bread rolls for five euros each. So quite a lucrative thing in yeah. the end. Nice. Uh, good. Um... Alex Corey, the tipster in the stuff. I know you're a Change fan, your man. ad, for goodness sake. He's still being told, it's three weeks now, he's still being told to get on those same two horses by that same bloke. <laughs> he likes both horses a lot and has been told to get on, get off. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And I loved Ali Ross's uh, quiz show. Uh, I always like quiz show doubles of the week in his yep. column in the sun, but uh, this one's incredible. This is where he basically, he, he takes answers that people have given on quiz shows on TV that mm. are incredible. In Disney's 1937 animated film, asked Ben Shepard on Tipping Point, Snow White shared a house with how many dwarves? And uh, the bloke answered, 101. Really? <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Well done. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, uh, our old mate uh, Ian Wright has, has taken to social media to send out a bit of footage of his grandson. He's, I'll take it he's Sean's lad. Mm. Um, and um, no, it'd be Bradley's lad. I think it'd be, uh, well, I don't know, I could be wrong, I'm not sure. But anyway, it's <laughs> one, one, of, one of his grandkids. One of his grandkids. And uh, <laughs> I think chip off the old block is the phrase that comes oh, to mind. Really? He picks the ball up on the left wing, slaloms through about sort of six or seven kids, and then sticks it in the corner. <laughs> That's good. So there's another one coming through, really, from the right clan. But looking at that, what, he looks a really good little player. Yeah. So proud granddad, right, he has said. So. And uh, Brooklyn Beckham, who the uh, gossip columnists absolutely yeah. love, and he, he has got something about him. There's no question mm. that women seem to really go for him. But this one on the weekend, they were talking about uh, uh, after the fashion show that we mentioned yesterday, and they said this, he has his gla eye on glamorous teen GB synchronised swimmer Genevieve Randall. Mm. And uh, But this is a source said, Brooklyn and his mates cheered Genevieve as she showed off her synchronised swimming skills in the club's rooftop pool. And once she called off, things heated up. Oh, did they? Uh, apparently. And Brooklyn oh, yeah. spent the entire afternoon and evening uh, charming her as Genevieve left. Brooklyn told her he'd follow her on Instagram and make good on his promise the very next day. Well. They follow each other, so he may have already slipped into her DMs. How, we've been stalking him. How do you know slipped that? Slipped into her DMs? <laughs> what, it wouldn't be the same size, would it? <laughs> Direct messages. Oh, I'm with you. Know. I'm sorry. I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice Doctor pair of boots. Martin's situation. Uh, so is that you? Is that well, effectively so. you, Why Andy? Not? Have you yes. got nothing more to add well, to well, happy birthday to Sir Sterling Moss. <laughs> that's not an easy well, you're thing You're never going to get out of that. <laughs> but that doesn't take us anywhere, does it? No, it doesn't take us anywhere. Other yeah. than he's Part 90 from, years yeah. old. Incredible man. Do people update that when uh, when you get stopped by the police and you're, you're speeding? Do people still say, who do you think you are, Sterling Moss? <laughs> no do, one they, says that, do you think yeah. they go down... These They've days they right go, through. Lewis Hamilton? Oh, yeah. Who do you think you are, Damon Hill? Who do you think you are, Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. It's Lewis Hamilton now. It's probably in the police handbook. 
the phrase you have to use over the years. If you find an old one, if you find an old one, it probably is. Uh, probably do you think you are it? Sterling Moss? Yeah, you have not? to say that. Good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. Tomorrow we'll be reflecting on Liverpool. Uh, we'll be joined by the author of a new book on uh, Tottenham's run at the Champions League final. Of course, they're in action tomorrow. And so, I'll be looking for a Hoover that works on a schnitzel carpet. Uh, yeah, that's of course you will. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, all that uh, and more tomorrow. Uh, have a fine evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, fresh. 